Digital processes are critical for productive sales forces in today's environment. How do you streamline your processes? CRM expert John Golden shares some powerful ideas that will help you sell more effectively. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. How do you leverage technology to help your sales team run at peak productivity? John Golden, Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer of Pipeliner CRM, shares ideas today on how to use technology to streamline sales processes and make your team more productive. At the Revenue Growth Podcast, I'm dedicated to bringing you ideas to help drive growth. You know, throughout the week, I get to talk with many different business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals. I read a lot of books, and I get to interact with many people at digital conferences. All of this creates lots of ideas that I'd love to share with you in an informal and interactive environment. So, this past week, I launched Revenue Growth Live on Facebook and YouTube. I'll be live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific. Look for the Revenue Growth Engine page on these platforms and subscribe for notifications. I'll be there to share ideas and answer your questions. When it comes to questions about process automation and CRM, I can't think of anyone better to learn from than today's guest, John Golden. He's the Chief Strategy and Marketing Officer of Pipeliner CRM. He's also the host of the Sales Chat Podcast. Earlier in 2020, when Salesforce is scattered to home offices, sales teams that had already thought through their processes and automated them were set up to succeed in this new environment. Other companies that had not invested the time to digitize their processes felt the pain of trying to accomplish things in this new world. Whether your team is just beginning the work of digitizing or if you were an early adopter of sales process automation, you'll appreciate John's perspective on what needs to be done today to streamline your sales operations. You'll learn why some companies are paralyzed by making sales enablement technology decisions and what you can do to get unstuck. So grab a pen and a notepad and get ready to learn from John Golden after a word from our sponsors. John, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here today. Yeah, listen, thanks, Daryl. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I really have been looking forward to this conversation. And uh, as we talked about in the intro, you know, you bring a tremendous amount of experience when it comes to the technology side of sales and marketing. You've been on the forefront. Uh, you're one of the people leading the charge out there. And I am, well, first of all, just it's an honor to have you here. And it's it's great 
to be able to talk about the role that technology is playing in sales and marketing right now, especially in the middle of all of this, you, you've seen um, you've seen companies do well, and you've seen companies do poorly during this last season. What's been the difference between those two when it comes to tech? Well, I think one of the most fundamental things, Daryl, is that if you if you go back to before the pandemic, and yeah, things were going pretty well, booming economy, business was great. And during the when, when business is great and boom times, we'll put up with a lot of efficiencies. Generally mm-hmm. speaking, companies will say, oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And even if it is broke, it looks like we're able to put some Band-Aids on it and everything is fine and we're still making money. Um, so I think that over the last number of years, digital processes have become really, really critical. But most companies, uh, a lot of companies, paid lip service to it and thought, yeah, push it off for another day. Yeah, I know we need to get our processes in gear, but we'll do that another day. Mm-hmm. The companies that invested in their digital processes, and if you take it from, even from a sales and marketing point of view, the people who invested in their marketing automation and, and in CRM and making sure that their CRM had automation built into it and salespeople were able to focus on the right things and there was a good flow of data from all these different systems. Those are the companies that have managed the the pandemic a lot better than the companies who didn't and now are scrambling to oh you know get the data over to the right people to make sure that the people are connected properly and now they're instead of you know, instead of sticking a couple of band-aids on it they're now bandaging it up like a, an egyptian mummy at this stage <laughs> you know trying to and so that's the uh, so that's what i think the the big difference is because you can't operate in 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 modern digital the modern digital economy you can't operate without having good digital processes so you can't stay analog in a digital world it just doesn't work yeah no question about that and uh <laughs> it is funny i'm thinking about this digital mummy and i'm thinking about now everyone's <laughs> scattered all over the place it's just band-aids everywhere and and mm-hmm. it it is a it's a real challenge right now for for organizations where, um, especially the ones that were used to the face-to-face, especially the ones that were used yeah. to coming to the sales bullpen in the office. And now, you know, everyone is um, out in, in all the different home offices and virtual locations right now. Um, I'm curious, uh, well, I think that the, the, the situation's obvious, right? In that environment, you've got to be connected. Yeah. You've got to be aligned. You've got to be automated. Where... Um, and and I know, you know, ideally your company got that done before the pandemic and mm. before all this happened. However, we know that data shows that there are a vast number of companies that didn't get that done and are now scrambling. And, you know, maybe they've maybe they've done the band-aids over the last six months, but they're going, you know what, we gotta figure this um, revenue technology thing out. Where do you start? Like where is a good place to start? Yeah. Well, I mean, without sending self-serving, I mean, CRM is obviously the place to start. So either mm-hmm. either now is the time for you to you know put in a CRM if you haven't got one or to make sure that the CRM that you have is working optimally. And if it can't work optimally, then switch it out uh, for one that does that does serve your needs. Mm-hmm. And I think then you have to look at say so you have to look at sales process first. You have to get your sales process correct and make sure is that 
has that been revised? Is it up to date? Is it has it been adapted for the world that we live in today, or is it a sales process that some sales manager created three years ago and you just let it sit there and mm-hmm. and just live with it? So I think that's that's an essential part. And then I think you have to look at each step of your each stage of your sales process and make sure that you have defined the right steps within each of those stages because it's research has shown. I mean, ZS Associates and uh, and McKinsey and all these other companies have done research in the past and they have shown that the top performing sales organizations have a well-defined sales process, but they also have not just the stages, they have steps within each of those stages in the, in the sales process defined. And one third and, and critical component is it's enforced, that people mm-hmm. are forced to follow this, their sales people are forced to follow the process. And I think that's one of the that's the critical place to start is making sure your process is there properly defined. There's proper um, steps within the stages, and you have everybody following those those steps. Now, on the flip side of that, I know you know some people would say, "Well, that's all very well. That just sounds like a lot of extra busy work on top of the salespeople. Now they're doing data entry, they're doing all of this kind of stuff." Um, But this is where automated digital processes come in. Um, For instance, in Pipeliner CRM, we have a component called the automatizer. Mm -hmm. Coming to a a theater near you. (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds like like a superhero, but it is a superhero. That's what I want for Christmas, actually. Ask for the automatizer (laughs) 3.0. And yeah, it sounds like a bit of, it sounds like a superhero. And, And to be honest, in many ways, it is a superhero because what what the what the automatizer does it's a workflow it's a it's a workflow process engine mm-hmm. but what it allows us to do is to look at all the routine and maybe mundane tasks that a salesperson might normally have to do in their CRM or whatever and we actually autom- can actually automate that so then you have the salesperson focusing on high value activities so that's what i'm saying is not just defining process but leveraging technology to remove the busy work to remove the routine and mundane tasks and to make the salesperson more efficient and now you have the holy grail right of the salesperson seeing the advantage of actually being in the crm and following the process in the CRM because these automations are taking taking away and, and, and looking after some of the tasks that they would normally have to and actually making life easier, more efficient and more productive for them. Yeah. So what are, what are some examples of tasks that you're seeing people automate that are really um, getting salespeople going, oh, thank goodness, someone's actually doing this. Yeah. I mean, I mean simple things like, um, you know, if you, if you, um, you know, you have a meeting or something like, and it automatically then will prompt a scheduled, you know, follow up. It will automatically send a, send out a, an email after that uh, meeting, you know, with, with, you know, thanks for the meeting with the, with the, the next, uh, the next uh, appointment or whatever. So things like mm-hmm. this, where things are are set up that can be triggered. We have manual triggers so that you have a choice. You can have automated processes or you can manually trigger a process. So I could call you, for instance, Daryl, and uh, and we have a we have a really good call, and I set it up, and we're scheduled to have another call. So I can trigger a process mm-hmm. that 
will help will 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 automatically set automatically set up the meeting it'll email you tell you about the meeting and maybe it'll send you like a reminder a few days before maybe i'll send you you know a white paper around the subject it'll send you that during during the time period so it's just kicking off all of these things that you would otherwise have to do um, manually and it's giving it's giving a lot of autonomy to the salesperson too because i said some of these can be mandatory uh, can be automated and mandatory mm-hmm. some of them can be automated but triggered but triggered manually so depending on the situation i can trigger a different process depending on the situation uh you know again if you are somebody who who maybe i had one conversation with and now you've gone dark i can trigger a a process a kind of drip campaign to you automatically within the system and and uh, you know to try and get you reengaged so there's mm-hmm. a lot of things like that if you think about it that's allowing you then to be to do more preparation maybe to do more you know prospecting to spend more time on high value activities as opposed to spending your time kind of being your own admin and setting things up constantly right or simply just not following up and i yeah. think mm-hmm. that you know it's interesting because uh, with my marketing hat on i've been um, involved in the inbound marketing world now for uh, eight eight years i think uh, in mm-hmm. various various you know aspects and i think that um, the marketing world picked up on automation 10 years ago, right? And people come to a website, kicks off campaigns, email nurturing yeah. workflows, and all of that. And, and a lot of those things, and I think this is a great point of sales and marketing alignment. I'm curious what your thoughts are, but this, you know, taking the expertise and experience in your organization or with your partners for marketing and saying, okay, let's get that automation mindset. We've got our sales process, or I would call it, you know, in, in revenue growth engine, we talk about the ideal client experience before mm-hmm. and after, and let's, let's set this up so that, you know, we're ensuring that, that, that experience happens. But are you seeing companies get their marketing people involved in helping set this sales automation up? Yeah, I think the, the smart companies are, and uh, you know, we do that ourselves in, in many mm-hmm. ways because what we're talking about here is, so say you're setting up a micro-marketing uh, email drip campaign in your CRM that the salesperson uh, can, can, uh, can trigger. Uh, you don't really want the salespeople writing those emails, generally speaking, because it's not their you know, main strength. Mm-hmm. So, you know, marketing can get involved and they can, you know, create email, create the emails for them, create the collateral that they can attach to those, uh, you know, to send out to emails. They can, all of those things, I mean, particularly being able to, being able to provide the collateral at the right stages, being able to help write the emails, put the different pieces in at the right part of the automated process. I think these are all things that, that marketing can help salespeople with, and therefore you, now you're getting now you're getting a uniform message coming out of your company. Because what, as you know, one of the biggest struggles between sales and marketing in the past, and it still exists in a lot of companies, is marketing can create a great message, right, and say, okay, this is how we present ourselves as an organization. But the reality is that the the, the um, the point of the spear is the salesperson interacting mm-hmm. with prospects out in the market. So if you as a salesperson deliver a different message 
than the marketing message. And then another salesperson delivers their own spin on that message and so on and so forth. You're sending a lot of confusing messages out into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But when you have when you have marketing working with sales uh, and they're generally speaking now because you know they're working with them on on their on their micro marketing campaigns on making sure they have the right collateral on making sure they're sending out the right messages. Now you have a much better uniformity of message across the board. And uh, the upside of it is also is that, you know, f- as because we've talked about sales and marketing alignment before, but we're starting, you know, both sales and marketing are starting to see the value of working together. And they're starting to see a common goal. And in many ways, technology is the is the enabler of of that common goal that maybe yeah. wasn't there before. Yeah, that is a really good point. The technology side of things does require that collaboration. It does require that connection, um, and and so I think that's all, that's really really good. You know, I'm thinking of the company now. We're talking about organizations that have, um, you know, realized that they need to up their game in their sales technology, marketing technology. Um, what 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 are some so for the organization that's thinking about that right now? John, what are, I know a lot of people get paralyzed in that decision um, and they just get stuck. And what, what, what are some, what would you say to the person or the, the management team that's paralyzed with uh, the old CRM that nobody uses, hadn't been updated, the technology that's outdated, not managed, they're stuck, they're not using it, what, you know, and they know they've got to do something. What would you say to that company, that management team that's stuck? Yeah, I, I would say that no decision is is a very bad decision uh, to just to stay with the with the status quo. And I would also ask them, right, if you had if you had an outdated uh, accounting or bookkeeping system, would you continue to use it if people weren't getting paid properly? If your vendors weren't getting paid, your people weren't getting paid properly, <laughs> your finances were in a mess? No, you wouldn't. Pitchforks You'd be like in front this. of HR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it'd be mad, it'd be madness. So then you've got to ask yourself, okay, at the front end of the organization, at the revenue generating end of the mm-hmm. organization, I am literally doing that. I am literally probably losing losing money because I'm losing opportunities and things are falling through the cracks. I don't really have a good insight into my forecasts and revenue, et cetera. Um, and that can be devastating in an organization if you screw up. I mean, particularly if you're, if you're a, um, say you're a manufacturing or a hard goods organization or you have inventory mm-hmm. forecasts, forecasts, bad forecasts can devastate you, right? If you overproduce or underproduce. Um, so you've got to ask yourself those questions, say like, um, this is, you know, revenue is the lifeblood of the organization. And yet I am sitting here either with no tech, no good technology, outdated technology or technology we're not using. And there is a real economic cost Hmm. to that. So I would say, you have to address that now and more than ever, you have to address that point, but don't try and boil the ocean, right? Don't try. I think that's where the parallel, that's where the paralysis I think comes yeah. in sometimes, Daryl, is that they say, Oh, I'm going to bring in this big system and it does all these things. And how are we going to implement this? Roll out? You're just going, no, 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 no. Yes. You're bringing in a system, you know, like pipeline that may have a lot of capabilities, but let's start with your most critical ones. And I said, yes. hey, you know, let's start with the sales process. Let's start with being able to properly forecast and, and track revenue. Let's start with those simple things and let's incrementally build. And I think that's always the thing is that 
is that people forget the power of, of, of incrementally building something um, as opposed to trying to implement everything all at once. It's like in, implement a small part, get those quick wins, get people used to it and uh, used to it and, and, and it working for them and then start to layer on another piece and another piece. And if you do it that way, then it doesn't seem as daunting as it does, you know, when some people go, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to have to, uh, you know, shut down everything for six months while we roll this out? And you go, no, that'd be madness. Right, right. <laughs> well, then there's the other side. I'm just chuckling because I'm thinking of a conversation I had about a month ago. And um, and it was a company that was woefully behind in technology. They had nothing. The infrastructure, 25-year-old CRM that was, right. you know, just, it, it was running... It was probably running on Windows 3.1. Like it was just bad. Yeah. And, um, and they had said, we're going to upgrade our technology. COVID's here. We're going to upgrade the mm-hmm. technology. I said, great. What's the plan? And they said, well, we've got... And they had selected a marketing automation system and a cloud-based CRM. And this was uh, August. I guess we had that conversation. They said, and we have, we're going to have it fully rolled out by November 1st. And I started laughing, <laughs> just you know, because the the expectation was so unrealistic. I, I, and you know, and and you know, what's going to happen on November first? Nothing will have happened because there wasn't mm-hmm. a a plan, a phased in plan. I love the I love the approach to this. To go, if you're paralyzed, don't be, and then go. Okay, let's let's prioritize the problems and let's let's roll this out uh, sequentially. Yeah, as, uh, as you know, the old saying, even a thousand mile journey begins with one step, right? So yeah. uh, I think that's, um, that's what people need to, to bear, in, bear in mind and, and don't, let that, don't let themselves get um, paralyzed by it. But I think you touched on another interesting thing there. It's, it's also, you got to have a plan, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just, and, and this, is what I, this is what unfortunately we see time and time again and why some technology projects fail is because uh, an organization will say, oh, we have, a, we have a communication problem in this company. Go find me a communication software. Platform, and right? Yeah. Platform. <laughs> and then they'll go out and the IT will come back and say, oh, you know, we found Slack or we did this. And they go, great, roll it out now. Solve and my then problem, a few, right? <laughs> And then a few a year, months later, they go, we still have a communication problem. This software is terrible. And you think, <laughs> no, you, you, you see, the thing is you didn't fix the, you didn't, you didn't look at the communication problem right. and fix the process. So all you did at the end of the day is use technology to, to enable a dysfunctional communication mm-hmm. process that you have in the organization. So to your point, uh, you can't just roll out. A technology is not going to miraculously do this for you. You have to, do some planning yourself and you have to figure out your processes and do that and do that work. And that doesn't have to be complicated work either. That's the other part. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have to be complicated. In Mm -hmm. fact, processes should not be complicated. They should be something that makes what you do more efficient. If it doesn't, then it's not a good process. Yeah, uh, no doubt. But, you know, for so many companies that are working on process and inside revenue growth engine, we, you know, we, I'm a huge advocate for process. I think it's like back to your thing earlier, companies, finance department, there's processes, shipping and receiving Mm -hmm. processes, HR processes, sales and marketing, wild west, right? (laughs) Go make some sales calls, (laughs) go close that deal, go drag it in, marketing, go run some campaigns, host an event. But what's, what's good, what I do really like about, um, about platforms like Pipeliner that bring automation to the table is now you've got a way to take a process, but 
but then also operationalize it or formalize it inside, um, inside technology. So if you get the process in place, the technology in place, and I guess that third leg of the stool is people, right? Training, yeah. training them how to mm-hmm. use it and, and all of that. Then you can have a win, but you're, I, I can't tell you how many times I saw over the years, well, we bought this marketing automation platform. How come we're not getting, you know, leads? Well, yes, didn't do anything with it. He just yeah, plugged yeah. it in and turned it on, yeah, right? It's like buying a treadmill yeah. and turning it on and, and going, how come I'm still overweight? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then and then a few months later, you think, where's that treadmill? Oh, yeah, it's where all those clothes are. Hanging. Right, it's underneath all the clothes. <laughs> But yeah, it, it really is, is good. Hey, so as we wrap up though, I'm a bit yeah. of a, I'm a, everyone know on the podcast knows I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm a little bit of a futurist on this. Like what's, what's emerging, what's going to, what's going to come on the scene in the next, uh, and I'm talking high level themes here. I'm not fishing for uh pipeliners dev cycle or anything, but like what's next when, when you think about CRM sales enablement and, and all of that, what are some of the big themes coming across your desk right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, the continued automation, I think that's absolutely going to just develop, continue to, de- to develop and mm-hmm. we're going to be able to reach a point, you know, where where salespeople should never be have to do routine or mundane tasks and things should flow efficiently. Um, in- integration is the other part, is that mm-hmm. systems have to be able to work together and data flow from... Um, from one to the other. But I do think, uh, and we firmly believe, I think automation is going to be at the heart of everything. And and I think when people sometimes hear automation, they sometimes you know get a bit afraid because they think, okay, is that automating me out of a job? And we say, absolutely not. It, it's quite the opposite, actually, is that automation is going to make you more efficient so that you can work on the relationships, the the high value interactions with prospects and customers. Because I think one thing that's that was definitely coming back in was we went through a period where everybody was trying to be kind of hands-off mm-hmm. and technology was getting in the way um, and people were starting to crave more authentic interactions with human beings, uh, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I think COVID has accentuated that. So I think the ability to be able to automate and then allow the salesperson on top to be able to do all of the relationship building, all of the value creation, all of the, you know, collaborating with customers. And I think that's the other part I think we're going to see is, is these technologies enabling more kind of salesperson, prospect, customer collaboration. Um, so actually bringing that collaboration alive, but I think I think we're entering the era of of automation, which is going to actually elevate the role of the salesperson and elevate the skills that they need, rather than what a lot of people think is oh it's going to eliminate. No, it's going to elevate. Yeah, it sounds more like a, a virtual assistant saying, "Hey, well, we're going to give you a virtual assistant." We all have VAs now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I have a VA that helps me manage my life. I would, I would, <laughs> I'd, I'd collapse if it weren't for my assistant. And then we all have, of course, the series and the you know the different uh, Alexas yeah. and all that. Um, but yeah, you know, I think sales taking more of a mindset that this automation is like the virtual assistant that, you know, reminds me to take the garbage to the curb every Tuesday morning or whatever, (laughs) you know, it helps make my life better. And, um, you know, so I, I'm excited. I really appreciate what you're doing, um, at, uh, at pipeliner at sales pop and just being a leader in this whole space. It is, uh, 
it's uh, it's inspiring and uh, and your energy is always contagious and and uh, you you are uh, you're a true uh, true leader in the space and and I, I really appreciate you sharing time today with the the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. Yeah, this was a pleasure, uh, pleasure, Daryl, and, and thank you for those uh, kind words. Uh, just like yourself, you know, just out here trying to make a difference. Yes, absolutely, and I think that sums it up. Thank you, John, and thank you to the the Revenue Growth Podcast audience. Uh, what John just said is exactly uh, what I'm finding as I get to interact with more and more of you, and is that this is a growing community of sales professionals, marketing leaders, and business owners that truly want to make a difference. And at the end of the day, as we've been saying here on the C-Suite Radio Network, this is the time to drive and thrive. It is going to be the forward-thinking, uh, hard-working, motivated, created, creative, and working together sales and marketing professionals that pull us into the future and, and pull us, in some cases, out of the ditch. And I'm really, really thankful for this audience. I'm thankful for the time we get to share together. Um, we're going to have a great time, uh, by the way, as we said at the beginning of the show, come check us out for revenue growth live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock Pacific on Facebook and YouTube live other, otherwise till next week, as we always say, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite radio network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.